Hey everyone, I just want to remind you to make sure you check out the awesome people over at Anchor.fm. Of course, it is a great place for you to host your own podcast. And guess what? One of the cool parts is that it's totally free. Yeah, that's right, free. There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your computer or even your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many others. Trust me, it's so easy. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys want to get in on it, make sure you download the free Anchor app or just simply go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the OK Fame Show, the premier place for all your professional wrestling news and needs. Now, here's Connor, a.k.a. OK Fame. What's going on, everybody? It's yours truly, Connor, a.k.a. OK Fave, and welcome to a very late edition of the OK Fave shows for September the 19th, 2019. NXT has debuted on the USA Network, and the WWE Network seemingly crashed, but what an NXT episode it was, uh, memorable for so many reasons, debuting on USA, and uh, was one hell of a show, knocked out of the park, in my opinion, not to say that there weren't some road bumps in between, not not one of them being of course the fact that the uh the network unfortunately crashed for a good chunk of the audience but we'll talk about that all the positives coming out we have a new north american champion an intriguing ending to nxt which unfortunately i thought was one of the blemishes on a almost nearly perfect and probably one of the best weekly episodes of nxt we've seen in a while thank you so much for tuning into the episode of the ok fave show i apologize that we did not get a chance to get in here right at 7 a.m unfortunately slept this uh, sleep deprivation just kept up with me and and uh, I had to do some catching up to it. So, um... We're going to go ahead and actually do this episode a little on the later afternoon side, obviously. Normally, we are here every single weekday, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking everything from uh, what happened in the week of pro wrestling, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, of course, ramblings, news, pay-per-views, AEW stuff, all that fun jazz right here on YouTube.com, Facebook.com, slash OKFave, and of course, wherever you guys are listening to all your major audio podcastings, uh, of course, we have, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on uh, Spotify and iHeartRadio, so make sure if you guys are listening to us over there, hit that five-star Dave Meltzer rating, and we would greatly appreciate it. It does help increase our traffic, so thank you so much for that. But NXT, guys, was a not, it was knocked it out of the park absolutely. so uh, let's go break that down for you. So NXT this week kicked things off with, of course, a uh, rousing speech from Triple H that we tend to usually see during historical moments of the uh, yellow and black brand. Uh, we've seen him do this when the first time there ever was a takeover, the very first time there was an NXT champion, the very time NXT takeover went to the UK and so many other uh, historical moments. So it made sense for Triple H to come out here and rise up the audience saying, you know, we need you. We'll, uh, there's nobody else I'd rather have in the foxhole with us than you guys, referring to, of course, to the NXT universe. Very rousing and uplifting speech, similar to what we've seen backstage from Triple H uh, to the uh, to the talent pool right before or after a major show. So uh, really cool to see that even Triple H getting into the crowd and actually like trying to rile them up in the crowd and like hanging out with them, which I thought was really, kind of, was just really kind of cool. So 
Great uh, little opening there. We actually started off with a fatal four-way between Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, and Mia Yim, the winner becoming the new number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, women's Championship. Hell of a contest between these four women. I think that this was definitely one of the highlights as far as in-ring work with NXT this week, and trust me, it will not be the last match that is on here. There was some really incredible uh, in-ring action. So we saw a lot of craziness. Fatal four-way is, of course, much harder than a triple threat in terms of being able to really... Uh, uh, really able to kind of keep the focus on it, but I thought they did a great job. Uh, we did get a bit of a commercial break. Tower of Doom coming right back. Slow to recover. Larray comes up first. Octopus onto uh, Io Shirai. We see some more uh, craziness. Mia Yim comes in and hits a code blue for two when Io Shirai breaks it up. Uh, we do a standing switch. Bianca spears both of them. Uh, we see an Argentine backbreaker rack. Um, KOD not enough. We can see a protect your neck. Still not enough. Shirai then drop kicks Yim out of the ring. She's got Larray where she wants her. Double knees to the corner. Double jump puts uh, Mia, uh, but Mia pushes Io down. Yim goes up top rope. Candice then climbs up after her. Mia slips under jockeying position. Poison Frankentire, and we hit a springboard, and then out of seemingly nowhere, Candice actually gets the win via pinfall with a Cubada, I'm uh, sorry, Cubrada on Mia Yim become the number one contender. Now, I'm not complaining whatsoever with this. I thought it was a great feel-good moment, a great, awesome way to start off the show. Um, what surprised me, honestly, was the fact that Candice LeRae won. It's nothing against Candice. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it. I just figured with the way they were going with the beatdown storyline with Io Shirai, the fact that Io beat her at the takeover, I did not expect uh, Candice LeRae to be the next number one contender, especially what we also saw recently with uh, Rhea Ripley now part of the NXT uh, stateside women's brand or women's division. So it just kind of caught me off guard. I'm not I'm not upset by the decision in any way, shape, or form. Definitely Bianca Belair, in my opinion, was probably the MVP of the whole thing, despite not coming out as the victor. Um, I'm really starting to shine up to to Bianca. I know that a lot of people yours truly included, weren't really huge on her when she first challenged Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship, but uh, definitely warming up to me now. Hell of a performance from her, but hell of a performance from all the women in this match, but Candice LeRae gets the win, and so in two weeks' time, we will see Candice versus Shayna Baszler live on the debut, the full two-hour debut of NXT on the USA Network. So it's interesting that we're going to see two women's matches on Wednesday night uh, for Women's Championship. Of course, we're going to see this one with NXT, and then we're going to see the AEW one, which uh, is going to be quite intriguing, to say the least. But anyway, uh, we see post-match Shayna Baszler comes down with her lackeys to stare Candice down. Of course, we get ready for our commercial break. So we come back from commercial and get a recap knowing that we're going to get Dominic Dijevic versus Keith Lee uh, next week on NXT. And of course, also a video package for our main event, the street fight between Matt Riddle and Killian Dane. We get uh, Cameron Grimes versus Sean Maluda. Of course, it doesn't really take long. Cameron Grimes comes in with a pump-up stomp and pretty much just obliterates Sean Maluda. And uh, as Mauro Ronaldo said, less time than a TikTok video, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. You got to love it. By the way, I do need to give some props and praise to the commentary team. I think that Mauro, Nigel, and Beth um, are a fantastic combination. I think Beth is probably uh, my favorite female commentator as of right now, which in WWE, of course, there's only two. Um, but I think that just some some way they, the, for some reason, I felt like out of the three major brands, you know, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, the chemistry and the flow with the three of them is the best out of all the other groups. Better than SmackDown, better than Raw, and uh, just want to give my hats off to the commentary team. They did a fantastic job of calling this entire two-hour broadcast. But anyway, we get back from the commercial break and just in time for the entrances for our North American Championship match, Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong. 
Uh, if you guys enjoyed the triple threat matchup with Pete Dunne from the last takeover in good old Canada, you will certainly love this match. This match was everything I pretty much was expecting it to be. You know, when you took a look at the card as far as the matches that were being made for this debut of NXT on USA, um, a lot of people were pointing to this one. This is the one that they wanted to look forward to, and I certainly was no exception to this. And I will say that, as again, once again, this was the uh, one of the top matches of the entire evening, and you kind of knew that going into it. Um, Dream was on was on top of his game. Roderick Strong was on top of his game. What surprised me the most was the fact that the Undisputed Era didn't get involved until the very very end, which I thought was great because you got to see more of those two of of Dream and. And Roddy going out and showcasing their strengths more and more, or obviously more specifically, uh, Roderick Strong. But we see a lot of crazy action from both of them. Uh, we see a lot of great submission moves. Of course, Roderick Strong, the master of the backbreaker, and Dream just doing some amazing athletic ability. Uh, we see uh, the Undisputed Era coming into the ringside towards the end. Roderick uh, slugging it out with Velveteen punch for punch. Uh, Dream gets disordered, but then Strong chucks into the referee. So we have a rough bump! Uh, the Dream Valley driver clearing house at ringside, but then Roddy recovers, hits a knee strike, end of heartache, but still not enough. Dream Valley driver number two, Cole runs interference, end of heartache again, and it's all over. Roderick Strong pins the uh, Velveteen Dream to become the North American champion. And ladies and gentlemen, the prophecy has now been fulfilled. The Undisputed Era, for the first time since Evolution in 2004, now hold possession of all the major male championships in one brand. Adam Cole, the NXT champion, Roderick Strong, the North American, and of course, Bobby, uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, the NXT Tag Team Champions. I think that it's safe to say that a lot of us saw this coming. Um, it's not, it is absolutely nothing against Velveteen Dream. Absolutely not. Velveteen Dream, I argue, is one of their best in-ring performers they have going right now. Um, you could easily say he's in the top three, if anything. But... Uh, I think that everybody, you know, with knowing the fact that the, that Undisputed Era got the tag team titles back, Adam Cole is still NXT champion, and Roddy is still going after it, you knew it was either going to go one of two ways. Either Roderick was going to win it and make the set complete, or, Dream or Roddy was not going to get the job done, and we were going to get ourselves the beginning of the implosion of the Undisputed Era. So obviously, we got the first, and Undisputed Era now has all the gold. I think this is a really cool thing, because obviously it makes the Undisputed Era the strongest faction probably in NXT history. Um, you know, the Shield was never part of NXT. The Wyatts were probably the second closest thing they had to a faction, um, which even though they're former tag team champions, they never won anything else because nothing else was really much available. So uh, this is this is definitely an interesting little tidbit. And I think that going into a long-term USA program, having a strong faction holding most of the gold, I think it makes sense, long-term storyline booking. And if anything, might create some new um, some new stars to rise, which I think is going to be great. Uh, of course, we had, this is the part where the uh, first hour ended, and honestly, it was a great way to end the first hour with that strong North American Championship match, rolling into hour two, which took place on the WWE Network. Unfortunately, as I mentioned a couple of times already, the people have some problems getting into the network, and we had a lot of issues getting into the network. I uh, was fortunate that I was able to get in pretty quick on my browser. A lot of people across the board, Twitter was blowing up, saying that people could not get into the network. Uh, uh, most people got back in around the, the 9.30 mark or like the half hour mark of the 
the second hour, which kind of sucks because they miss out on some really cool stuff. Like Pete Dunne versus Arturo Ruas. This was a very interesting match. Number one, glad to see Pete Dunne being used more frequently. I don't know if they confirmed whether or not he's definitely done with the NXT UK brand. Uh, but truth be told, um, it's nothing against the UK brand. I hope they thrive and, and uh, strive and thrive. But I think that... Uh, I'd much rather see done in the UK, you know, the NXT brand, which is funny because he's not going to be the last UK person that we're going to see on this show later on tonight. Uh, but great matchup between him and Arturo Ruas. Great, just stiff, strong, rough and tumble type of matchup, brawling and beating each other out, which was weird because we saw a very interesting ending to this whole thing. Uh, we see a big knee cartwheel done, sidesteps a drop kick and hits an enziguri, suplex lift into a triangle choke, rolling around, breaking Arturo's fingers, and then the referee actually just stops the match. So Pete Dunne gets the victory due to ref stoppage, which is very rare to see, and I think think they're trying to make a statement with Dunn and maybe push him into something bigger and better here on the NXT uh, main roster brand. NXT main roster. That's such a weird counteractive th statement to say, but I think you guys get my point. The main NXT brand, not the NXT UK brand, but the stateside one. Um, maybe they're doing this to showcase Pete Dunn's abilities as being like, a, a, you know, the bruiser weight, obviously his gimmick. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is what they're going to go with him to push him into maybe a North American title run. Um, definitely would love to see that. What would you guys think? Do you think Dunn is done with the UK brand and should move into the main, uh, the NXT main roster? And weird counter, you know, it's an oxymoron, I think, in and of itself. But you get my idea. How would you guys like to see Pete Dunn being utilized? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Let me know on social media for sure. Next up, we have Alia versus or Leah versus Zaya Lee. Unfortunately, this matchup was uh, was one that just was not that fantastic. And unfortunately, there was a couple of botches in this one. Uh, Zia Lee basically gets the vi victory here with a Robinson special style kick. Uh, nothing too much to write home about other than the fact that they're showcasing more women's matches, which is always a good thing, in my opinion, especially for the NXT women's brand. But unfortunately, not really anything to write home about. A couple of botches here and there. It just, it was, you know, it just, it had a dud sometimes. It happens. We then get, surprisingly, a matchup announced later on in the evening, which I am pumped for. The Cruiserweight Championship number one contender match between, you ready for this? Oni Lorcan and Leo Rush. But before we get to that match, we have an interesting uh, moment where Denzel Dejonette, I hope I'm saying this right, um, is getting ready for a match against Kushida, but all of a sudden, Marcel Barthel, Alexander Wolf, and Fabian Eichner of Imperium show up, surround the ring, and wipe them out with a powerbomb uppercut combination. So, of course, we see them all chanting in the crowd, Where is Walter? And out comes the UK champion to join Imperium. Uh, Walter gets in the ring and stands with Imperium before he gets on the mic. He introduces Imperium and talks about how the mat is sacred to them and they're here to restore the honor and tradition of their sport. And anybody who does not will you know, bow down to Imperium or something of that nature. But of course, Kushida, who was supposed to have the match, actually does show up. Kushida challenges Walter for a match for his title and actually clears Imperium out until Walter throws him in the ring, does a little bit of a hustle and tussle, but Kushida just slides out of, and out of Walter's path just in time this is something i did not see coming whatsoever but man alive i would love to see i didn't know that kushida was from the uk or that he could qualify to challenge for the uk title but screw it i want myself a walter versus kushida match damn it this could be a lot of fun you know obviously the pete dunn walter matches on the uk side were a lot of fun because of the size differentiation we saw tyler bait and walter at the last uk takeover which was a lot of people saying a match of the year candidate, which I can't really argue. It was absolutely fantastic. Kushida versus Walter 
could be very, very, very fun. I'm looking forward to how that plays out. We'll see. I'm also curious to see, like I said with the Pete Dunne thing, uh, how the UK brand is going to be influenced on NXT in the U uh, um, uh, on the USA Network. I think it's a huge plus because now you have an opportunity to expose the UK brand on a you know on a national level stateside you know uh and you need time to film that two-hour programming why the hell not you know uh maybe not all the uk talent but kind of like bits and pieces here and there i'd be fine by that because it's still technically all under the same umbrella so i'd love to see that and what i'd also love to see is more cruiserweight action because holy crap leo rush and only lorkin in my opinion was the match of the night and you guys can of course uh, let me know which one you thought was the match of the night but i think it's very hard to top the Oni Lorcan Leo Rush match. That match was incredible. Now, the other part of this whole thing that I've mentioned before, and I even said this on Twitter when we were tweeting during the show, uh, was the fact that, you know, there's been rumblings that maybe 205 Live could be integrated into the NXT brand. Triple H alluded to saying he would love to see that. He think it would fit better in an NXT mold. And I think that it definitely would. Much like the reasons I just mentioned with the UK brand being involved in NXT, I think that eliminating the 205 Live competition and bringing the Cruiserweight title into NXT would be great. You fill more out, you fill more programming, you fill more match time with these amazing Cruiserweight matches. If you've ever watched 205 Live, you guys know that some of the matches and some of the talent they have on 205 Live is some of the best I've ever seen. I'm serious. So if you can integrate them more into NXT programming, I'm all 100% for it. And this matchup is definitely the case. Very happy to see Leo Rush back. I know he was kind of in the doghouse or supposedly in the doghouse for quite some time. Uh, glad to see him back. Amazing performance from both men. Leo Rush with the speed. Oni Lorcan beating people up with those vicious chops. And surprisingly, Leo Rush gets the pinfall with the Dragon's Call to become the number one contender for the Cruiserweight title. So that means we will see in the near future Drew Gulak against Leo Rush for the Cruiserweight Championship. I'm presuming we're probably going to see it at the Hell in the Cell kickoff show. Uh, but I don't care either way. It's going to be a Hell of a matchup and uh maybe maybe you guys feel the same way do you think the cruiserweight should be integrated in nxt more let me know your thoughts as well in the comments but then we get to our main event which is of course the killian dane versus matt riddle in the street fight and unfortunately a matchup that had a lot of great uh that had a lot of great buildup and really great intensity you know a match that i really didn't care much about but the way they promoted it throughout the show was awesome uh, and had a great strong start, a great strong middle, but the finish, I'm sorry, was just confusing and head-scratching. So basically, we see uh, Dane gets in at the gates putting boots to Riddle, Fireman's carry, Matt slips out, so we see a bit of a rough-and-tumble style match to start and then we get into them just start to brawl out to the arena so they brawl outside they go into the outside and then we see walter out there for some reason and then he starts clubbing him and then basically all the different members of the nxt brand uh show up to just start beating the crap out of everybody in there uh we see everybody from i think i have a list here we see like walter we see street profits forgotten sons pete dunn danny birch just start all brawling and basically they all start following them back to the ringside area we see back in the ring matt shoots in with a double leg but then for some reason security pulls them apart for which is really confusing uh but then the king of bros german suplexes on the security the ring fills in with men wailing on each other just absolutely no i mean it's a street fight so obviously there's going to be com complete chaos and then dane fires up as we see a big man suicide dive onto the outside group of men and that's pretty much it it cuts off just right there and it's weird because it cut off around like 10 minutes before 10 o'clock so 10 minutes before the end of the second hour and that was that was the end. That was the end of NXT. No like 
No, like, wrapping up for the announced team, no lower third, no nothing. It was just that was the end of the show. And that, unfortunately, I thought was a big detractor of this. Now, I'm not sure if that was done on purpose. I know there was obviously a lot of technical difficulties with the network being down. Maybe that had something to do with it. But And I, and I sort of understand why they did it because they didn't want to give away that type of match or at least the conclusion that type of match maybe on the network. I can certainly understand them doing that. But other than that, and maybe the Xia Lee match, this was a solid NXT show for their debut on USA Network. You had a, a ton of great matches that, unfortunately, uh, just kind of got a little bit of potholes because of certain things here and there. But, I mean, you had a pretty fun street fight until the very end of the show. Again, Leo Rush and Orny Lorcan tore it up with that amazing cruiserweight matchup uh we had the pete dunn arturo ruas which is a fun brawl type environment the north american title match absolutely delivered we had uh cameron grimes do a quick squash match and the women really showcasing their skills in that fatal four-way i mentioned earlier so fantastic start to, to things off on usa network i uh i'm curious to see how this is going to go obviously with them being the full two hours on usa network in two weeks which of course means they'll be competing one-on-one -on -one with aew which should be a lot of fun but hell of a matchup hell of a show if you're going to watch any of the matches from this week's nxt i highly recommend the fatal four-way women's match the north american title match and definitely you need to watch oni lorkin versus leo rush absolutely but of course that's just my opinion guys i want to hear what you guys have to say let me know your thoughts in the comments hit me up on social media make sure you also check us out on the represent store for all the merch and the patreon page for the perks all the links are in the description box below thank you guys again for tuning in appreciate the continued love and support take care and as always take it easy thanks for listening make sure to watch the okay fame show follow him on twitter at okay fame and like over on facebook.com slash okay this is the okay fame show